Yo, John, you think they're ready for this? Nope. Well, let's go then. Keep it real. What is happening, everybody? Hope you're doing well. This is the first episode. Are we calling it Keeping It Real? Because we're going to keep it real. Keeping it real. I'm BJ Parker. I'm John Klinsman. John Klinsman. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I, you know, um, I, I thought about doing this with you for a while before I contacted you. And it was funny when I sent you that text that I got a wild-ass idea. And you texted me back, and I said... This is just what I. This is what I'm thinking. So, uh, and the funny thing is, is you you thought this was some wild, <laughs> like scheme, like just this crazy idea. I'm not sure you're gonna go for it. And I actually called you. I didn't even text you back, just to correct that part of this story. Right. But it's honestly something I had thought about. How could we make a go at doing more podcasts together? I mean, I was thinking on the terms of the making the turn. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even thinking on the terms of like a second podcast, but it, it wasn't that crazy because I had been thinking yeah. a lot along the same lines. Well, I'm a big believer in content creation and my, my other podcast that uh, you've been on before and, and once or twice. Yeah. You know, I, I love the direction it's going. I didn't want to change it a lot. And, and I think it's good and it has its place for like the conversation and, and getting to know people in our industry, but I, nobody's doing content based stuff Right. where we're going to talk about things in our industry across and what better thing than put a golf course superintendent and a sports turf guy together and right. just ones that know. went after the same job. At yeah, some point. exactly. Right. Right. I mean, so that's what I, you know, that's, that's my goal and my hope. That's what I had uh, come across my mind and I reached out to you and I'm glad we're doing this and I'm excited about, you know, us sitting down and, you know, yeah, we'll have guests and, you know, and talk to people in our industry and that'll be fun too. But uh, I thought this is a better way to consistently put out content over a, um, a specific time frame. We, you know, we, we just have a more structured uh, podcast, if you will. Sure. And, you know, I don't know where it'll go, and I don't know from week to week what we'll do. We'll f- figure it out along the way. Sky's the limit, man. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we can keep people entertained. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we've proven it over the, the course of two full episodes together that yeah. the people listen to us for some yeah. odd reason, but we also have great conversation back and forth, and that's that's what this is about. So I, I, I think it's going to be great, man. I, I Like I said – um, and then when you get sick of me, when you're tired <laughs> of talking to me, you can go up back to making the turn and, and talk to somebody else. Like well, <laughs> hey, you, I, I've never been sick of you, and, I, and I've, I've been appreciated uh, all the stuff we've done. But, yeah, I mean, I enjoy doing that and sitting down. I've got a, endless possibilities with things with that. But, you know. You know, with that one, I think it's so interesting just sit when you sit down – with guys across the spectrum of, yeah. of sports turf or golf courses. And the while we're all facing the exact same challenges at our job, yeah. those exact same challenges are so much different. You know, there's no different bet- difference between a guy at a, um, at a country club with members yep. than there really is with my people here, whether it be the parents, the students, the administration. Yeah. Those are kind of the same as, as your members over here at the golf course. And the 
the the problems are the same, but the results are sometimes a little different. Sure. Or, you know what they're sure. looking for, and I think that's what keeps making the turn interesting. Is it's a lot of the same stories, just spoken from different points yeah. of view. Well, I love the fact that um, I was able to kind of cover a wide range of areas in our industry. You know, it doesn't, it's not specific to golf or anything. And to be honest with you, if you go and look at my statistics, the sports turf guys are dominating the viewership and the listening. The, the, and, it's, and it's not surprising because either those guys are starving for information or they want to hear some from some of their peers or it just resonates across a bigger, you know, area than we even realize. Because golf course guys a lot of times are in their – you know, in their little bubble and they don't really. Well, that's what I was going to say. I know. feel like um, with golf course guys, I don't know that they always want the information getting out. Yeah. You know, and I don't know that to be true. I'm, I've never been a superintendent. Um, I don't know a whole lot of superintendents, but it, that's what it seems like listening to the podcast. And then you talk to a guy like Ryan Story over at Vanderbilt or myself, and we just are regurgitating sure. what we're doing because we want the other guys that are doing what we're doing to be successful and we're rooting for them. So if we can help them out in any way, we're telling it where I do feel like your golf course guys are a little more guarded from, they are, from my sure. point of view. They're a little more guarded yeah. with what they say and do. Yeah. Their walls are tougher to break down and, you know, and they're setting their ways a lot of times. And there's, I'm not, I'm not, broad stroke in the area there's a lot of guys who like to you know be involved and help right. and stuff but for the vast majority you know it's it's but let's i'm gonna defend those same guys for a minute it seems like so often their job's being gone after like like somebody's after their job whether it be their their board yeah is 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 pissed off at them and wants them out so they're gunning for them or their super or their assistant superintendent's gun and form whatever it might sure. be so that they've kind of built themselves to be a little more guarded where I feel like in sports turf guys willingly leave more often to go to the next chapter sure. versus trying to stay at their yeah. at their current facility. Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with it. For sure. Well, what do you think about like the the direction of what we're wanting to do here in in where we're trying to you know, processes and things that we talk about, such as airification or top dressing or things, are going to have, on the surface, the same effects, de depending on – it doesn't really matter what the surface is. I mean, it does in some ways in what you're trying to accomplish. But in general, you're, you're top dressing, you're putting sand over turf, and you're working it in, and you're doing things like that, and aeration and all that. But I imagine that there are some things that are unique to golf course that could be – um, used in turf, sports turf as well as sports turf stuff that can be used in golf courses and vice versa and getting the different perspective across a you know, wide range of things right. just on the cultural practices themselves. Uh, I think that that's a, an area that will be interesting to kind of dive into. Absolutely. And um, grooming is one of those areas where not a lot of sports turf guys groom their turf, but golf grooms their grooms yeah. constantly. Yeah. We started grooming this season on the um, on the stadium field, and we noticed just such a cleaner cut. You huh. know, we were able to keep the light to soil contact so much better um, with a nice, clean, fresh cut after grooming. Yeah, and um, it's not something you see a lot in sports turf. Right. And I I had a couple guys that came out and saw it after I'd done it, and they were scratching their head a little bit. 
in all honesty, it started with um, needing to do drag, and my do drag had broke. So I needed something yep. to get the do off the field. So I just took our greens groomer that we used for artificial and took it over to the field and, and groomed it, and the, the result was amazing. But my, my knowledge of knowing it was going to be okay was from grooming golf greens, sure. you know. So things like that yeah. where, you know, they, they definitely can collide. Yep. But they're not always necessarily thought of as colliding. Right. Well, I, I, I definitely think, you know, we're going to go down a, 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 a variety of topics that are going to be unique to what we're doing and how we're trying to accomplish them. And, and you know, and, and even, even when we're talking about how we're managing our staffs, what's going on in the world of golf or sports turf or even outside of that, you know, we might have a funny story about a, salesperson that came along that week or we see something on Twitter or or whatever the case might be but I want I want it to be what the the um the title suggests is that, and it's a play on words with keeping it real but that's what I want us to do I mean you know we we don't know everything we're not claiming to know everything but along the way I want us to give us real honest you know opinions about what we think and and you know it, it's fun to sort of put your opinion out there and you know if you believe it and 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 you stand behind it then you know you're going to get pushed back but who cares you know sometimes that's fine you know it might you might learn something or you might we might figure out that uh you know we helped somebody they didn't realize i don't know the way i see it is if we're not getting pushback from people people aren't listening you know i don't want everyone to agree with everything we say yeah um i really want people to reach out to us, um, whether it be through our Facebook page or Twitter page, yep. whatever it is, and say, I completely disagree with what you said on this, and here's why. Because then the next episode, we can delve into that. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, I shoot the hate mail our way, because yeah. we would love to delve into it. And when, when you reached out to me and, and we started discussing this, the one thing I told you is, I want to keep it real. Yeah. Like, I just want it to be an honest, open conversation between two guys about whatever's going on whether it be in the industry in the world you yeah. know um, we've got a few rules for that but other than that you know i just wanted yeah. to keep it open and honest and fun light and um hopefully interactive where yeah. we do get some people commenting well, and and i and i i'm you know we'll say on record i'm not into you know shaming someone or calling someone out by name mike say what they did right. or see something that's quite interesting or, or, you know, praise something, you know, you know, there's appropriate times to maybe use it. But I think for the both of us, we, we know where that line is Absolutely. and what to, and what to do and how to handle it. And, you know, for the vast majority of people and, you know, there's, there's parody accounts for people and, you know, people are doing this type of stuff all the time. Right. Um, I, I just think there's some real honest conversation about things that I've seen over my 25 years and you've, you've seen in your, you know, years of, of doing what you're Sorry. doing. And so it's going to be some real authentic, you know, conversations. We might not, we might not agree ourselves on what we're talking about. We might go back and forth on something. That's fine too. You know, uh, I think that's what makes it all, that's what makes it keeping it real. That's, keep, you know? that's how you keep it real. So, you mean, know, I think what also might be fun is having the crew come in yeah. at some point, you know, whether it's one at a time or all of them yeah. and just talking about 
some of the crazy hijinks that go on. Sure. Not just in the shop, but you know, what, whatever's going on. Yeah. It might be a fun time just to have them on to, to talk with us. Yeah. Cause we might find out a lot of crap. Well, you know, and that's goes to, that kind of goes to what we were talking about before about having unique segments where, you know, I don't know what we call it and we don't have to figure it out right now, but you know, where we just have sit down for 60 seconds, five minutes, whatever with uh, a crew member and just 60 seconds with Milton. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> who knows? And just, you know how they, uh, uh, you watch college basketball yeah. and what's the, uh, uh, his name escapes me now, the, the taller, Jay Billis. He, he does like, he, he walks the court 90, set, 90 feet with, and he, and he right, talks, right, just yeah, yeah. acts, something like that. You know, it's just something silly that we want to do and kind of get, dive into a little bit more uh, content that, uh, you know, we probably aren't aware of or, you know, <laughs> something that'd be funny. You know, and hey, I got the, we got the, uh, the wonderful ability to edit Absolutely. <laughs> we need to. Oh, we would need to edit Milton out <laughs> constantly. So I wanted to bring up something that I hadn't even, I haven't talked to you about um, since it happened, but national championship game. Congratulations. Oh, we're, you're you're going to go, you're really going to keep it real. We are going to keep right. it real. Uh, Nick Saban is walking across the field, yep. coming out of the locker room, going to his sideline. Him and someone was with him. I don't, I don't know who the guy is. Yeah. I'm not an expert on Alabama football. They go to walk, and they're, I believe they were at the 25s where they have the logos there. I could be way off. Don't send us hate mail because I'm off on what I'm saying. But Nick Saban walks around the paint. He did not walk over the paint. The guy with him did. But Nick Saban huh. has been there. Nick Saban has respect for the guys that take care of his fields, and he walks around the paint and then gets back with this guy and continues walking. I had so much respect for him. He's a great leader. I think he should be the president of the United States at some point. But that, that is a hot take right there. I gained <laughs> so much respect for that man when he just walked around the paint yeah. instead of through the paint. Do you think he did that on purpose? I think he did. Yeah. It was it was a thought out. He walked. He, he definitely he avoided for something. It. Yes. Yeah. Because they were set up to go straight through the center of it. Yeah. And he cut it out and walked around. You know, whether it be he's you know. Playing baseball, I always learn not to step on the chalk pregame. Yeah. You know, maybe it's something like that, or maybe it was just pure respect for the groundskeeper. Either way, I respected him for walking around it. You know, I, there's very few people I would ever say this about, but I don't think he misses much. I, I don't either. think he allows things to just be taken for granted. It's a small thing, man. And, and it's proven in a lot of his areas of what he does you know, all the way down to his coaching. But, I mean, he just – if you go through life skipping the little things or, or, you know, taking the – you know, not putting importance on the little things, the big things are going to show up and they're going – and you're, you're not going to be happy it's about put, it. It's putting your cart in the return stall at Kroger yep. instead of leaving it in a parking spot. Yeah. Do the little things – and I, I think I posted it on Twitter a while back – do the little things when nobody's watching if you want to be trusted with the larger things. Yep. And it starts It starts with the minute yeah. things. Drives me nuts. I hate pulling into a parking lot and there's carts everywhere because people can't walk five rows over yeah. and put it up. I used to preach to my crew all the time that very – it was a very simple message, but I said, look, nobody's going to care that we didn't – mow the fairways or mow the tees. That's not going to get noticed. And if it does, it's not going to be such a big deal. 
But what they're going to notice is if you drove by a piece of trash or if there was broken tees everywhere or if some bunker rakes weren't placed right. These little things you guys take for granted and you hear me harp over, over and over and over again, those are the, I do it because I know what matters. It is not that we didn't roll greens or something, you know, it, it just don't have a significance. But if you didn't change the cup right or if you, you know, put it in a bad spot, all these types of things add up and they make us look bad. Then they start noticing all the other stuff. And so, I, you know, it was just a simple reminder to that. Uh, and I learned that early on in golf. I mean, it's just one of those things that came to me. But um, and it's not a, a brand new concept. But I just said, hey, this is the idea because this is how we're going to be. We're going to do the little things well, and the big things will take care of themselves. We, we created a creed for the, for the crew uh, about a year ago, I guess, and it, it basically says no one notices what we do until we don't. Yep. So go out today and be great at what you're good at. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, it starts at 6 a.m. when we're out picking up trash. If you do those things, if the trash is picked up and the leaves are blown, yeah. nobody's looking for something else to be wrong. Yeah. But, boy, they come in and the – the trash isn't picked up. They're looking at every other thing you didn't do that day. Yeah. And then what did you do all day? So it, it's absolutely the same. Yeah. Man, you know, the, the, I think, I think the value that's going to come out of this between you and I is probably not going to be measured in some of the basic knowledge that we know. It's going to be our years of experience of understanding uh, human behavior, what people need to hear, what they don't need to hear. I mean, they, there's not a far cry from what we do as being, um, you know, skills that are developed for many other things in life. And, and uh, you know, I know being a superintendent, you wear many hats, and I'm pretty sure you probably do too. I mean, you posted the other night you were at on the grounds, you know, putting out salt. Or, you know, or ice melt for, you know, the, the yeah, campus. We went, from, we went from on Wednesday rolling baseball, putting out conditioner, yeah. and getting softball ready, laying out boys lacrosse all in the same day to on Thursday we're in at 3 o'clock spreading salt, yeah. trying to keep the ice down to make sure school could go on. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's funny because I mentioned it to somebody that had been here. You know, somebody called me and wanted something from me, and I told them I was leaving. They're like, it's only, you know, one o'clock. I was like, yeah, I've been here since three. Why? Yeah. Somebody's got to spread the salt. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's absolutely amazing how quickly that, that switch gets flipped in both industries or, you know, both yeah. areas, I'm sure, from your, your prepping fields for something to your doing something completely different the next day because of the weather change or, you know, what have you. Well, and around here, you know as well as I do. Like I said, we were we were covering greens the other day. It was sixty five degrees, yeah. but you know it's going to be twenty two the you know, the next day. Right. And so you just do things, and it doesn't seem like it makes sense a lot of times, but you just do them. What and do they say about Tennessee? If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Wait five minutes. I mean, that's that, that gives us a leg up on a lot of things because if you can do things here in, in the in our industry, you pretty practically do them anywhere because right. you just get dealt a handful of blows especially from mother nature constantly, you know, she's, she's constantly throwing out stuff that you're just like, man, you know, I, I was thinking about when you were saying, I remember, you know, having to, the, the weather was treacherous. It kind of came up on us and, you know, we're like you at the, at the country club, you know, you don't, you still have people that want to come and eat 
or work out, you got to open. I mean, they're not closing. And so I'm having to make my way over there and figure out how I'm going to get ice meltdown, scrape the parking lot, you know, using skid steers or blades on a, you know, a trap rake, just anything to kind of clear sidewalks off. And, and people don't see that. Because we don't prepare for snow in Tennessee. Yeah. You're not going to go spend your budget money on snow removal items when it's been probably a year and a two years since we've had a decent snow. Yeah. Those items sit there. So we don't prepare. So you get out there with every single thing you could possibly find to yeah. get rid of some snow or ice. Absolutely. Same thing here. Even if school were to close, like let's say school closed today, yeah, you still got the people that come to swim, you know, because we still got people that have memberships. They swim during yeah. the day. We've still got people that have memberships to play tennis. You know, those people still expect yeah. to get to do what they were going to do. But in reality, unlike public schools, yeah. private schools don't normally close. It's yeah. it's got to be awfully treacherous for them to shut the doors. Yep. Well, I you know I was remiss in not doing this in the beginning, but there may be somebody that's seeing or hearing this for the first time, don't know me or you from Adam. Yep. So let's do a little bit of an introductory. Okay. Um, just kind of what you're doing, where you're at, and you know just a little bit, and I'll do the same. Okay. So. As we said in the intro, I'm John Klinsman. Yep. I'm the head of grounds at Innsworth School in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it's a private K through 12 school. We have we now have 11 natural grass fields, one artificial field. Um, we maintain the campus for the most part. We do contract out the um, the mowing and sure. those type of items. But um, I run a crew of uh, me plus three, no four other guys now. Got to remember that. Yeah. Um, what else? How long you been here? Um, been here? Yeah. I've been here five years. So how long you been in the industry? Um, what, eight now? Yeah. Eight, nine now. Yeah. I started at the golf course in Smyrna. Sure. So we're just going to turn this right back into an interview because I suck at this introduction thing. But uh, Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> pulling out of you what people will need to know about I you. I started at the golf course in Smyrna yeah. um, working under Monica. Um, she's the person who kind of founded my interest in, in everything. Yeah there is about grass and what we do. Um, she helped mold me a little bit. She helped teach me the kind of boss I wanted to be. Sure. Uh, I then moved, um, things just didn't work out there. I was, you know, making $10 an hour isn't really the way to feed your family. So, um, there was an opening here at Innsworth as an assistant and, um, been here ever since. Um, during that time I've worked in, uh, I've worked with the sounds, the National Sound, sorry, I got to quit cutting the, the names out. <laughs> Worked on their game day um, crew for Thomas Trotter. Yeah. Uh, another another guy that taught me everything about how to be a good boss and a good leader. Um, worked for the Tennessee Titans on their on their game day crew. Um, did their, their paint and game day items. Right on. And then, uh, you know, we had a couple college football games there as well, which yeah. is a little bit different. But yeah. It's all still football. Well, that that's good. I'm, you know, I wanted to get that out there because the, you know, just hearing everybody that's going to be listening to this and hopefully dragging in kind of understands where we're both coming from and what you know, kind of our experiences. Sure. I mean, for me, um, you know, I've I've been in the golf course business since I was 16. I'm 48 now. Uh, I started out. Whoa, 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 hang on. 
I don't mean to cut your yeah. You're telling people about you. You realize you started in this industry before I was born. Well, it happens. That happens. <laughs> well, you just told the, the knowledge barriers a little different, but but um, no, I I, I had I've, I've played golf my whole life. I started when I was eight. Went to school on a golf scholarship. Fell in love with golf. I didn't really know what direction I wanted to be in. I wanted to be a golf course architect, but I ended up going to school for turf management. And yeah, I got a, uh, went to work out of college at Golf Club of Tennessee, which is one of, still one of my very favorite golf courses. And along. you still haven't taken me there like you promised well, we a will. long we'll, time ago. We can make that happen for sure. They're not even open right now. I'm so. not sure they'd want me to play golf on their <laughs> course, though. And let's see. I, I worked there. I worked my way up as a lonely just uh, guy working on the crew all the way up to where I was technically – I'd end up getting my Class A at the Golf Club of Tennessee, which that's my superintendent card. Um, but I wasn't – we had a director that was over me. So, hang on. What, is, what does Class A mean? Because this is legitimately something I have no clue about. Uh, so uh, – in terms of uh, classifications, we have the GCSA, which is our Golf Course Superintendents Association. They, uh, you have a membership level. So, in terms of golf, like a PGA Tour member is different than say a Club Pro member, but they 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 have different levels of classifications. Well, same thing for us in the superintendent industry. You can be a. Um, they have different levels of of, of what you. Uh, can be classified as so basically the gist of it is is if you're a super assistant superintendent you you come in I don't even and I'm going to screw this up because I don't know that if it's currently that or not but I think uh, send hate mail to bj right. parker at gmail.com <laughs> gcsa don't come on down <laughs> on me Shalia is one of my I love her to death she works over there but so assistant, you can be a, okay, they have a mechanic category. It's just, you know, equipment manager sure. category. They have other little categories. They have all these other ones. But specifically for assistants and superintendents, they have a class C, which is a, what you would become if you're a superintendent or assistant superintendent. And then once you, if you move out of that role to, say, a superintendent, then you can become what's called a superintendent member, or it, it could be another class. But that it's sort of a the, between assistant and what I am is a class A. So there's a level uh, that you would, and basically all that is is you pay your dues. You they they're elevated dues, and you get you know a little bit more um, benefits. Okay. And then uh, from that point, you can stay at that point if you want. But if you want to move up the run ladder, so to speak, and get more credibility and have more you know, standing, so to speak, in a lot of these areas, there's two more ways you can do it. And you can be a class A, which that requires you to take uh, continuing education credits, do things. You got to, uh, it, it's a period of time. If you don't have a degree, you have other, it, it, there's a set of requirements. So it's not just something everybody can get if they just sit around and do nothing. And then there's a certified superintendent where you can become certified. Um, and I think there might be even a master greenskeeper, and that might be even higher. But that that you know you're getting into just things you want to kind of like a PhD. I mean, sure. you don't always have to have a PhD to know what you're doing. But so that's that's so I'm a class A, and I've been a class A uh, since 2000. No, sure. yeah, 2000. But I've been a member for almost 25 years. So and uh, so yeah. I got my class. I got my class A. 
working at the golf club of Tennessee. So I was actually a superintendent and had enough time. I think at that time it was only three years. And then I uh, went to Brentwood Country Club, and now I I have my own business. I consult. I do it's just about anything and everything for people that need help in the golf course business or sports turf or whatever. And podcast, I do some music. So I'm all over the place. Break, too. That's right. But, and, um, you know, I just – you know, I'm just trying to do what I can to enjoy this industry and give back to what I feel like it's given me. And, you know, I, I've had people ask me what I want to get back in the superintendent business and, you know, go back. And I was like, it'd have to be the right job. You know, it'd have to be. And I enjoy what I do. I enjoy what I'm doing. Uh, I enjoy getting to help other people. Um, and and then allows me to do things like and this. And you've got to meet so many awesome people. Yep. Like you've really had some great opportunities through making the turn that um, you wouldn't have gotten any other way. So, No, yeah. I mean, the, the podcast has opened a wide range of opportunities that I never saw when I first started. You and know, when, when you left Brentwood Country Club, you had no clue what that next step was. Nope. Um, and we don't have to delve into all of that, but you had no clue what that next step was to look, what, four years later, three, four years later, at kind of where you've gotten to and yeah. what you're getting to do. You know, obviously, it all happened for a reason. Sure. You know, like you, you, you and, and maybe not even for a reason. Maybe you just went out, busted your ass every day, and started making something happen with yeah. it. You know, because making the turn didn't start as a big podcast. You know, it was a, it was a guy walking around with a mic stand and a, a laptop and some headphones yep. trying to do something. You kept working your butt off, and then you've made it into a much a much better podcast, a very enjoyable to the pleasing to the yeah. to the to the ear podcast. And so, you know, it's all about that that hustle and that grind that you put into you you get out what you put in. Right. You know, and it's very it's very true what they say that doing you know. You hear this term, find a passion and do it. I, I love, I, I think that's fine, but there's got to be some other thing behind it. And for me, when I, when I was sitting around trying to think, because I'll be honest, it's not been easy being out of the golf business and trying to keep your head above water, figure out how to, what direction you're going to go in. And I talk about this a, a lot in some of my, you know, conversations about, how to come back from adversity or bounce back. And the biggest thing is, is that you, if you're not clear, if you don't seek clarity about what you want to do, the everything, the noise and the confusion can drive you insane. And that's been, that was the hardest part for me is understanding that I got to, I got to see where I want to go and then manifest getting there. Yep. And, and sometimes that means, you know, taking two steps backwards to, to go forward because you, you know, money just doesn't always grow on trees. Things you got to have done. People are going to tell you no, especially when you're doing it, you know, trying to build it organically like I'm doing it. I mean, I don't got sponsors. And, you know, hopefully, you know, this, you know, this may be bigger than anything I've ever done, but it definitely is something that I wasn't going to sit back and take an idea and just kind of put it off to the side. I ain't doing that no more. I don't do that. Right. I don't operate that way anymore. And, um, you know, if I think about something, I want to at least explore it. And that's what I did. And, and I think that along the way, people have gotten to see a different side of what I do and how I am and built up a little credibility. And in our industry, that's hard. It's that's hard, hard to do, to do. Yep. you know, and, and, um, 
And it has. It's opened some doors. And I it's shared so that. easy to lose it. Yeah. So oh, it easy is. to lose that. You know, one oh shit moment ruins all those attaboys that you built up over the years. And then you have to work towards getting them back again. Yeah. And that, that's a tough thing to do. Man, I, I well, there's a couple of thoughts behind that. But I, I, we were talking about this the other day when I was down at, uh, I went down to Macklemore and visited some friends down there. And they're talking about, you know, I'm one crew member screw up away from probably working myself out of a job. And I said, man, if you run around with that kind of mentality, then, then, then you're, you're gonna, out of a job already. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're really gonna drive yourself nuts. I said, just do the little, just do everything the way you're doing. And if something screws up, something screws up. You can't. If you train someone, it's where you're, where you're feeling right now about that is, is your lack of confidence that you've gotten the right people in the right places. Well, that's where I was gonna go with it. it and I don't know who you're speaking of. Yeah. That was you by yourself with whoever, but your lack of leadership in that in that moment you know the the um well it wasn't really lack of leadership it was more of just lack of self-confidence in knowing how you know you know what the reality of the situation was and i wasn't even meaning leadership the lack of ownership in that situation of instead of saying i'm one team member shy or one team member mistake short of losing my job yeah I need to go out and train my crew better. I need to make sure they're doing their jobs and they know what to do. Not saying they won't make mistakes, yep. but take that ownership instead of pointing that finger and 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 own that. And then you kind of have more control of, of what's going on in yep. that situation. You know, I mean, I don't know the situation. I'm speaking very, it's a very, very it's, vague on the situation. I, I'm mainly using it more as an example of a, just, you know, things that I hear and sure. I come across and Absolutely. I try to, I try to use them as teachable moments. I mean, this guy's a damn good superintendent. He's got a great crew. The golf course is in fantastic shape. There's nothing really for him to worry about. But that's what we do. Yeah, we that's do. what we do. We just worry. And I don't, you know, worry is a down payment on a problem you may never have. And it just that's just the, what it is. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, I think too many times, and uh, we're our own worst enemy. And if I can shed some light on some of the things that I've learned over running my own business now, working for, you know, private clubs of different natures and, you know, higher expectations down to public golf courses that, you know, have completely different set of expectations and rules and things they look for. I mean, you start, you start being able to put together and articulate some pretty, uh, you know, different ideas about how things should be done and how people are thinking because they can work themselves into a frenzy. And that's why I go back to that, that whole clarity thing. It's like, you got, you got to be clear about where you're going and you just got to figure it out. And, and if, and if you don't know, you need to take a time to kind of set yourself back and, and, um, and figure that out. Then you better be ready to work your butt off. Yeah. Because it, it, I don't care how bad you want something. If you're not going to invest in what you want, meaning your time, whether it be time, yeah. money, whatever it is, sweat equity, if you're not willing to invest in it, yeah. it's not just going to come to you. Things aren't just handed to you. No. So you, you've got to work for them. I completely agree. Get your mind right. Figure out what it is. Take those, step back, those steps back and then bust through the yeah. wall like the Kool-Aid man and go get it. Yeah, I mean, it really is, it really is a pretty – it seems so simple. And it seems like 
but there's so many people that run around just not sure what they're doing or not clear about where they're wanting to go. And, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that everybody has to want to be the best. That's just not for everybody. But at some point, whatever you're doing, if you don't feel like you're the best trash taker outer or the burger flipper or the best ground soup, I mean, you're just going to kind of just be there and you're just going to exist. You're, yeah, you're just going to exist. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. I've lived that life. Yeah. I have. I just existed for from the age of about 17 to 30, 31, yeah. somewhere in there. All I did was wake up every day, do what I was supposed to do, and go home. Yeah. As a, as a father, as a husband, as an employee, that's all I did was exist. Yeah. I, I took up, I was I was matter. I took up space or what whatever flipped that for you? What is. changed? What changed for you? I don't know. Um, you, so got divorced. Okay, um, that'll do it. Best thing that ever happened. Yeah. Um, shout out. Um, <laughs> You know, I lived with my parents for a little while. I was raising my three boys. Yeah. And um, and when my wife and I got together, she just said, do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. Don't, don't come home unhappy because you're not happy with yourself or happy with what you're doing. So go find something that you want to do. Um, and when I, when I got on at the Smyrna Golf Course – I just wanted to bust my butt every day yeah. and figure out how to be the best full-time groundskeeper the Smyrna Golf Course had. Yeah. There was only two of us. It, you know, any given day it could have been either one of us, but you know what I'm saying? I, right. I just wanted to be I just wanted I wanted more. You know, like that's yeah. why I was constantly asking questions. I was soaking up knowledge. I was following every ground superintendent or groundskeeper on Twitter I could find just so I could get a little yeah. A little more piece of that pie and figure it out. And, you know, from then to now, you know, it's just been, I, I truly have a passion about what I do. I don't just go to work to pass time. I don't go to work just to get a paycheck. Um, I go to work because it's for fulfilling now, you yeah. know, like I, I want to be up early. I, I want to be up before everybody else. You know, if I'm sleeping, somebody else is getting better. Um, and just keeping, keeping that drive with me yeah. of, I do want to be, I want to be considered a great groundskeeper. Yeah. I've said it before on another podcast. One of these days when it's all over, whether I'm retired, dead, or just whatever, when Innsworth looks back or wherever I go or just the industry in general, I want people to look back and say, he was a damn good groundskeeper. You know, I want Innsworth when the next guy comes in here to say, we lost a good one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be like, thank God he's gone. Yeah. You know, um, and I I don't know if that comes from not wanting to let my family down, you know, not wanting to let my son down. I want to show my son how you do things. You know, I've got three boys. I've got one that lives with me, two that don't. The two that don't don't really get to see that drive and that energy right. that I have. The one that does gets to see it, and, and, and I want him to learn from that. Like, I want to be that example for him. I don't want to just take up space. Yeah. And and when I was just taking up space, I was 360 pounds. Like you were I was taking up, you were literally taking up space. You were literally taking up space. <laughs> um, but I don't want that to be the memory of dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I go home, I try to be the best dad and husband I can be. I don't want to just be there taking up space. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess it's just that 
no matter what you're doing in your life, you know, whether it be work or home or whatever it is, when you go to the gym, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff where you're exercising and training with a trainer. You're not just there taking up space. Right. I did that for a couple months when I started to try to lose weight. I just went and moped around on the on the treadmill because I didn't want to be at the gym. Sure. But when a guy came to me and said, you know, what what's your goal here? I said, well, my dad wants me to lose weight. He's like, do you not want to lose weight? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. He's like, if you don't want to, I'm going to walk away. But if you do, I'm going to help you. Yeah. And from that moment on, it was just about if you want it, you got to go work for it. Sure. And um, and you've got to put everything you've got into it. And I don't know when that exact moment was, but I know it. it I think it started with my boys, yeah. and then it kind of went from there because I, I don't want them to have those memories of well dad was lazy or you know dad just sat around and ate twinkies and ho-hos and drank rc colas all day yeah. like i want them to have those memories of dad busted his butt whether it was at work or at home or getting me to ball you know because yeah. it doesn't stop when you clock out you no. know so um I think at some point that's what changed for me was wanting to give them something more than just somebody taking up space. Sure. You know, I find these little moments where, where, you know, reality sort of hits you. And, and of course, you know, me, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I get kind of influenced from a lot of places, which is, can be detrimental. And a lot of times you're hearing a lot of different things coming from different places, a lot of noise. Yeah. But, um, you know, something that always has resonated with me here lately, especially is like, if you can't, if you're where, if you look at yourself and where you're at in your life right now and you're satisfied, then one, that's can be okay. But most of the time is you're, you're not, you're in, you're not where you want to be and, and where that, and, and where that kind of ties into, I was just listening to Joe Rogan's latest podcast with Elon Musk. This dude is the richest guy in the world. He does more stuff, and he ain't satisfied. I'm like, what does he need to do? What does he need to prove? Here I am sitting over here going, I don't know what I'm, you know, I don't know what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. And this, this guy over here, now he's got a ton more resources. There's a lot more. But he, he wants to put people on Mars. Right. So I'm going, what, what's my silly existence over here doing? And I'm just, you know, it's not about the money. It's not about any of that to me. It's about doing things that are I can be proud of, that I, I help people along the way. And eventually, I think all the rest of it will take care of itself. Yep. And I, so I, I sit there and, and, and I, I think back to when I was a, my kid's age. My kids are early 20s. My oldest is 25. And I started telling them things that I wish my dad would have told me. And, and I said, look, if I, if I, I said, you think I'm crazy. I know you do. Cause when I, when I give you a book for Christmas, you look at, let me like, I'm silly, but I'm saying this to you with all sincerity. If my dad would have told me what I'm telling you at your age, at my age, I wouldn't have had a damn thing to worry about right. because, and I would have been figuring out how to help more people do things. And I, cause I, y'all got a head start. And, and 
I'm I'm dead serious about that message to most people. It's like it's never too late. You know, they say when's the best time to plant a tree? Twenty years ago. Right. When's the second best time to plant a tree? Right now. Right now. This is the truth, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I yeah, I, I sit there and go, I'm 48. I, life's passed me by. Well, it just means I got to hurry the heck up. 48 years of your life has passed yeah, you by, I still, but you probably got a long time to with go. With modern Hopefully. medicine and yep. things like that, and if I can get my act together and my health, um, you know, I got I got half you my got, life to go. You got three or four more years. I had right? two out of four <laughs> grandparents live to be, one of them still alive is 93. So, I mean, I got a good shot. But I say all that to say I'm I'm – I, I want that message to be heard by as many people as possible. Yeah. That no matter where you're at, don't be complacent in what you're doing. I want you to be the best super, uh, grounds manager, sports turf manager around. And I want you to have the mindset that you are. Whether you are or not, that's who to decide. But you have to have it. And, and we want to convey that to everybody and anybody that no matter who, who they are, what they're doing, that they can be the best. Because too many people are just existing yep. and running around here thinking that, I'm just going to get by. And if they are, they're in a job they don't like. They're in a relationship they can't stand. They, their parents have told them they ain't nothing, you know, whatever the case. And I'm not trying to go down no therapy cycle. No, no. You know, but but that's we're the, really good at that, too, Yeah, though, but so. that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's keeping it real around here. Right. And, I mean, I know we're covering a lot of topics in our introductory, and we probably should wrap it up. But, um, I, I mean, I think it's all good stuff, and I think people are going to enjoy it. And along the way, they get to hear us talk about Verticutting and yeah. and um, top dressing and fertilizing and calling out people and whatever. No, I don't think we're going to call out too many people. <laughs> no. You know, I have the reputation, or I had, let's say had the reputation that I'd pretty much tell anybody what I thought when I thought it. Yeah. And, and I like keeping it real. I like just being open and honest. I've done a really good job of um, not doing that any longer. Yeah. And um, keeping a little more tucked away yep. um, trying to build relationships instead of bulldoze them down. Yeah. So we'll be real careful about not, not throwing anybody under the bus, but you know, and you, and you touched on it earlier, there's going to be things we see online. You know, we're, we, we're both on Twitter. Yep. We follow a lot of the same crowd. We're going to see a video that makes us scratch our head and say, what, yeah. what are, what are they, what, what did they do? And I want to discuss it. And I don't want to discuss it to, to point a finger at them yeah. or to make fun of them. Maybe they have a brilliant idea that we've never thought of and we're just now getting to see it. Or maybe their resources are so low that that's how they have to do sure. it. And I want to know those kinds of things. Like, yeah. why are you doing it that way? Or yeah. why do you think they're doing it that way? What do you see in this? And I, I think that's where we go with, it might come across sometimes as we're just laughing at them, but it it might also yeah. open shed a light or open a door to well. Sometimes topic. you get sometimes you just got to laugh. Sometimes yeah, things are just funny. I mean, yeah. there's there's outright silliness, yep, and foolery, yep, and then there's just things that are just make you laugh. Absolutely, you know, kind of like my my mechanic or my parts changer out here yesterday explaining what a catalytic converter does. And he was explaining it to the youngest member of the crew. And he said, well, have you ever taken your hand and put it over your butt and farted? That's basically what a catalytic converter <laughs> does. And never heard that. I've never heard <laughs> it explained that way, but it, I it, guess it, makes it sense. really 
like just lightened up the mood. Yeah. It, yesterday was a terrible day, so that helped kind of ease the tension a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm certainly excited for this journey, John. I think we're going to bring some pretty cool stuff to the table. Um, you know, it's going to be a podcast laid, like no other. We've I laid out kind of, I hope, the road, but that'll really and truly that'll develop itself over time. And I don't know when this episode airs. If you're hearing it, uh, it may be sometime in the near future, but um, or it will be when you hear it. It'll be the near no future. No doubt. Because they're not hearing it right now. Absolutely. But I'm just saying. What if they are hearing uh, it? They right might now? be. Uh, what if they heard it yesterday? They could. <laughs> there might be somebody out there going, I wish that John and BJ would do a podcast together. And, and we're sitting here yeah, doing that's it. That's right. And they have no clue. That's right. But we'll we'll take it in a variety of ways. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll go down many paths. Did you say we're going to call this two guys in a shed? No, I never said oh, that. Okay. Don't uh. you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> the 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 names we didn't call this Dude, thing. We're keeping it real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some of those are some of those were hilarious, but you know, um, what else you got? You uh, you want to try to wrap this thing up? We. I'm sure we could talk for we another could, hour. You, we don't want to blow all of our content no. in episode one, but we we could keep going. We, we had some up. fire on here, though. I'll say that for uh, and you know, hopefully, we've got a little video that we might you know start a YouTube channel with this and try to take this thing big time. But, you know uh, what my goal with this though is beyond making it the most awesome podcast in the yep. grounds industry, which it's going to be. That's I right. have zero doubt. Watch out, everybody else. I heard that clown over at making the turn is going to fall off the face. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. There you go. What? What? I, well, I didn't want to say anybody else's <laughs> podcast. So, my my true goal is um, just to people think he's a clown. By the way, so oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> you seen the little miniature car he drives around? Yeah, in? no yeah. doubt. Um, no. Um, my true ultimate goal, or my hope with this, is yeah. it's when you're listening, when you've got your your ear pods in. AirPods, earbuds, AirPods, whatever. When you have them in your ear and you're listening to the episode, I hope it just sounds like you're sitting there with us listening. Like those are my favorite podcasts. It's just two guys having a conversation, shooting the crap and enjoying themselves and still either enlightening you on something, being a little informative Yep. Or just being two bozos that have absolutely no idea what they're doing, yeah. whether it be on the podcast or in the industry, just laughing and having fun. Like yeah. either way, I just want it to be authentic and real and enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. So and I and I want to say on, on behalf of you, I know that you you have a job with an employer. These are your thoughts and these are the things that kinda it goes without saying that, I mean, you know, so we could get on some things and you could talk about some things that my it, thoughts do not reflect the opinions yeah. of my employer. There you go. You say, <laughs> and you know, we're never going to really, there's never, I mean, again, we hold the autonomy of the edit button. Right. But, you but know, at and the that's same, what I told you whenever you reached out yeah. and, and we talked that first day was I want to avoid politics at yeah. all costs. Yeah. We're not um, going down there. I want to avoid religion at all costs. We won't talk alcohol. We won't talk things that if one of the kids at this school were to listen, yeah. that I would be ashamed that they listen. Sure. If 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 I say something that their mamas wouldn't want them saying, 
fight. Yeah. They've probably talked to me on campus anyways, and they already know yeah. I, I sometimes screw up. But no, we're going to keep it real to the point of real yep. industry conversation, talk about things. We might, we might share our own opinions about stuff that's going on, but we're, we're, those topics are for another podcast. That ain't this. And, you know, and, and we can, and obviously we have our own opinions. We, and and every and once we're in a while, we're not going to agree. No, and and every once in a while, there there might be disagreements, or there might be a, a a deviation towards something that is a slippery slope. But for the most part, man, I think this is going to be a great partnership. And, and I'm there might be a day I just come in in a bad mood and yeah. tell you exactly what I think, and it's <laughs> be our number one podcast. Fire up the <laughs> fire up the recorder and let's get this thing done. Uh, absolutely. Well, um, John, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this is a this was a fun one. Uh, I think keeping it real is going to be uh, the biggest and best in our industry by far. We're going to cover a lot of things. Uh, people are going to enjoy it, and you know we'll, we're going to find out along the way that this is going to be as you're going to look forward to doing them. I, I know I will be. So, and I hope they they look forward to listening yep. to them. I already look forward to doing them. Yep. Um, you just didn't respond to my text yesterday, so we could do this yesterday. <laughs> Put you off for the snow and ice. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll get uh, websites, our Facebook pages. You know, we'll get all that stuff uh, figured out and and all that. But uh, and we'll share those as they come. Our TikTok page, TikTok. Whatever. You know, that might be the best thing. No, no, that's the that's one thing I'm glad. Former President Donald Trump did not Jesus. take care. Can you imagine. Of. If he would have if he would have removed TikTok, yeah. dude, that's how I waste all my time. All my time that I want to hey, waste. TikTok is weird because if you start going down a rabbit hole of say like a particular oh my subject, God. you're gonna get video you're, after video. You after are video. sucked in yeah. for hours. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's three days later <laughs> and your eyeballs are burning. <laughs> I start I start going down a, a motivational or or you know, you know, relationship or some kind of thing, and all of a sudden I've watched thirty hours of videos about not 30 really but i mean i'm you it feels you, that 30 way. minutes worth of yeah. straight videos of this i'm like man this tiktok really well i mean 30 minutes of 30 second clips yeah. feels like 30 hours. Yeah, it does uh death wish coffee shout out if you want to sponsor the podcast um reposted one of my very first tiktoks yeah. about coffee they reposted it the other day and i was like heck yeah yeah. I'm moving up in the world, boys. Well, speaking of TikTok, I'm I'm moving in that direction uh, on my own personal stuff, doing just some motivational stuff, sure. and trying to. I, it's really building the building blocks for moving my podcast content over. So any video, sure. any of that, and I wanted to start kind of getting you know some practice and some stuff like that, and then posting it across all the platforms because I'll do a lot of that stuff on my personal. And then, you know, all the, obviously we'll have our, you know, sure. centered content on I'm, everything I'm, that I do. I'm, I reached out to one of my employees' girlfriends um, about how to, like, piece videos together. Yeah. You know, if she could help me figure out how to piece them together. Because I want to put, like, some of our painting stuff on there. Um, just different little things like yeah. that that I think would be a blast to put on there. Um but at the same time, just the stupid videos are so much fun to make, Oh, too. for sure. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up, man. I'm looking forward to it. I know I've said that before, but keeping it real is going to be a, a blast. And uh, episode one was a, a, a lot of fun. Hope you got something out of it. An introduction into 
what we're going to be talking about on Keeping It Real. I'm BJ. I'm John. And until next time, we'll...